0: Hello everybody and welcome to A2I Dyslexia podcast. Today's um, podcast is really going to be very different. We have an amazing lady who has done incredible work in community, with churches, um, in in corporate and and in all walks of life, who um, is also a trained psychologist who will be talking to us today um, with strategies of overcoming frustration and anger during COVID-19. Now we all know these unprecedented times, everyone's worried from my eight-year-old or 10-year-old to my eight-year-old mother. And um, the first, it can be frustrating you listen to the news. Today we can do this, tomorrow we can't, yes we can, yes we can't. And then you've got obviously having dyslexia on top of all that can be a huge barrier to a lot of things. So the amazing Caroline will give us tips and coping mechanism of how we can move forward um, and do the things we love without feeling frustrated and without having the anger as well. So I'd like to welcome Caroline. Can I'm going to pronounce your name? get it wrong, please correct me. Your surname is is it Namugabi?
1: Oh, fantastic pronunciation. Fantastic. Yes. Wonderful. Namugabi.
0: Wonderful. Wonderful. You're the founder and director of Think Tank 720, is that right? That's right. Wonderful. And of course, you've got masters in international business. You also you've also done a degree in psychology. You are a multiple award winner and a leadership and mentor coach in business and self-development an inspirational speaker and i have heard you speak you are amazing really amazing Mm -hmm. a business consultant who believes so much in branding and identity business coach and also multiple award-winning in leadership community work and of course running your own business and a managing director of nicholas stewart project i'll ask you about that uh, at some other time but uh, please the platform is all yours introduce yourself and tell us why you think it's really important that we deal, we overcome frustration and anger
1: yeah fantastic. thank you first of all thank you so much for having me on that was a wonderful intro i do more there's more to it on top of that but nevertheless i also i'm also a co-founder of um, a business called above management and also a business grassroots organization called roots to young minds and so uh, I'm quite full full on, but having said that, we, we aspire to aspire. <laughs> so um, <laughs> in regards to um, managing anger and frustration, right? As you've rightfully said right now, of course, this is about dyslexia. And so I'll go briefly into managing anger in a general form, but I'll also like to open the floor and telling everybody, because I know this is a mis mis um sort of communication within communities that don't understand what dyslexic is um dyslexic is not a mental illness, dyslexic is a learning um issue learning a disability sort of, but it's not a mental illness. It can revert to mental health, but it's not an illness right? It doesn't cripple you to do anything. You can live the normal life as everyone else is just getting those coping mechanism and skills to deal with uh, the tasks at hand that you're dealing with, you know. And um, from what I know, a lot of dyslexic people are millionaires, billionaires, you name it. Uh, and they're really good at delegating organization. And um, they're actually very. The attention is really good once they focus on what they need to do so kudos <laughs> but this is um for managing anger and frustration generally it happens to everybody not just dyslexic people but of mm-hmm. course everybody's the way in terms of their emotional development and the the mindset of thinking handling tasks is different hence why it will revert to dyslexic people more so often Dyslexi, dyslexic people f- get so anxious and the anxiety kicks in because they cannot complete that task at that time their concern is, is is time management you know they're very like I need to do it I need to do it but because of the, um, the learning issue I will call it a disability because I don't like labeling things like that I will say the learning issues that they will have in terms of the time, pace and management that they deal with in terms of getting tasks done, that is the process that gets them to frustration and anxiety. Now, there's different tools on dealing with that. First and foremost, with um, a dyslexic people um, in COVID-19, they will literally need to, if you if you're doing a writing task, you will need to, somehow some people will do mind mapping. You understand? Or you do uh, the mapping on paper, because if you're dealing with numbers and so forth, and writing, some people, I would uh, suggest that you step away from the task, right? Go and take a cup of water and then come back to it. But you know, is the, the important thing is to acknowledge that you have this uh, learning issue. Um, that can, you know, impede you from going fast. So you don't let the frustration get to you. Or you know that this, whatever, however how long I'll be frustrated, this will still remain regardless. So what I will do, I will strategize on a coping mechanism and accept it. Oftentimes, not only dyslexic people, people in general, they have avoidance behavior. Sometimes they do not accept what is currently happening within themselves and then it's good to step away I mean the time is imperative it's important but that little moment that you have to deal with that stress and distress that you've got to distress away from the task that is um, you know it can be difficult for you at that time right is important even if you have to go and take a walk a short walk in the park and say all right let me take five ten minutes walk around my block or can i take a a breather let me go and watch a little bit of sitcom and revert back to it the point here i'm trying to make is the interval in your time that you're trying to reach that that um, um task is important because what it is the attention now is on the frustration of getting it done, but the point, the point, the, the point is now that if you get it done on time and less frustrated, you feel more better. You understand? Know that when you have as Wonderful. a as a dyslexic person or as a person, even this is to be honest with you, anger and frustration goes across the board. But in terms of with anybody, even if you haven't got any disability. So we need to stop having these labels because people have these certain. you know, it's just that dyslexic people have this ability, but they take time with it. They have to be consumed with the time management and then so that the tools they have, they can be used effectively. So the anxiety and the panic attacks kicks in and then you find that they will abandon that task, right, without knowing that actually let me accept it. All right, this is this is the difficult I'm having now. Let me take a break and let me revert back to it shortly. Then, you know, if you take water, right, and you walk away from something and you come back to it, it will come, it will it will go in full blonde. And therefore, even with um the age range, the age range of uh, dealing with frustration and anger is very imperative because you've got young dyslexic children, right that are guarded by their parents or by the professionals so for them usually they carry on the, the the skills that they've learned that they've taught him how to cope with anger and frustration in the adult age remember dyslexic hasn't gone away and oftentimes those habit, habitual uh, learned behaviors can cripple somebody because as we grow as human beings we develop different strategies of coping right um So what I learned when I was younger, as a dyslexic child, I might not need it in my older age. You understand? So you might need someone else to teach you how to cope with the frustration at hand differently from when you was a child, you see? So also um, these things, uh, the, the management of time is important, the intervals of your tasks, how you relate to them, and accept them is important um how in terms of uh, accepting that you have anxiety now and let me walk away from this because it's bringing me i'm anxious i'm a human being let me revert back to it later the time will be there and i will definitely finish this task in time what is what what i realized that a lot of people label themselves a lot that have learning behaviors or mental health yes you You have that label, but aspire for it not to overcome you.
0: Right. Thank you so much, Caroline. That's so amazing. You couldn't have put it any better, to be honest. So fantastic. Now, I'm just going to dive straight into my second question now. Um, We're going to talk about frustration and also, I know the topic of the programme is frustration, but I have to touch on BME communities to do with specific learning difficulties, mental health, stigma, I mean all, all that kind of things. What sort of advice would you give to anyone listening who's from the BME community, may have dyslexia, may not know they've got dyslexia, whichever way, and how do they deal with that frustration and anger if they do know or don't know about specific learning? But I think, first of all,
1: let's talk about stigma first. OK, yeah, there is, uh, there is different components in the BME uh, community that really need to be understood. Uh, uh, the amount of education that needs to be told now in this present time in the BME community um, is needed, especially I would encourage grassroots organisations also to get training in, in regards to dyslexic, so that they can also uh, contribute to the community um uh, learning communities learning yes the stigma first and foremost the stigma for dyslexic that's why i made the effort to to actually unpack what dyslexia is in the beginning as though you heard me so there's a lot of misunderstanding within the bme community that oh dyslexic is a mental health illness the person is um sort of disabled you know they can't do much it's 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 especially Um, even internationally in African countries and so forth. So they treat you somehow because of lack of understanding that it's a learning issue. It is not a mental health issue. They, They treat it as mentally sick, but you are not mentally sick. What it is, you take time with your task and how you learn, right? You have to compartmentalize what you learn, how you do things. Yes, it might lead to mental health, or the anxiety and the anxiousness if you do not know how or what it is, you see, and it can get worse later on in life with that mental illness, right? Now, there is um, people that have dyslexia and mental health with, like, learning ADHD and so forth. So those are different illnesses that can be treated differently, yeah? But in our community, in the BME community, there's low, the low level of understanding Dyslexic is makes it a big stigma for people to come out, especially the black men within our community. The black young men, there's a lot of them that have dyslexic simply because they oftentimes it's inherited, oftentimes it's not. But when you're when you're younger, you don't have the right learning tools, your parents might be busy, the school negligence or whatnot could be that. You know, many, many issues as how to why people get dyslexic right but these are not issues that cannot be coped with or dealt with right and so um to know that the young black men cannot come out because of the stigma within the community and the uh, community even now females young black females have just started coming out you know black asian (laughs) females i mean especially in the asian community as well it's like no you must achieve i was in india last year and um if they know that the way they treat learning disabilities it is like you have a a, a stigma someone has bewitched you you're you're you know you're witch. it's the same thing with African Mm. countries but the Mm. more we understand and learn how to use certain tools to cope with these um learning issues the better the community will be because a person is still able to actively contribute to their community for example look at all these men and i wonder why is it the european white men have the help they have the tools the tools are put in place for them to achieve richard branson is uh, dyslexic now he's now come out and say listen i'm i'm dyslexic i own it this is why it was and this why it is very successful now i wish that there's some successful black males that can come out with the learning issue that say yes look i'm dyslexic but i'm a billionaire but i can do this as well but i can do that as well you understand and so that will sort of limit slowly the stigma and then again we also need to have the grassroots organizations uh funded because within this area because it is uh, representation is also important you understand uh, so if i've gotten someone who's not from my culture my, my community representing me tools on how to cope with my learning difficulties, um, I might not be able to like, well, you you've got privilege. You probably don't understand why I have to go through within my community. You know, now I've had that happen to one of my male friends. and uh, He's recently started unpacking himself to me. He said, you know, when I was younger, I used to hide away. I couldn't read. I used to go and pray to God, right? That I can read. God to help me to read properly because he used to see um the reading. He used to be slow at it, and he used to just have to break the words in the middle and then get it together. So that took a while. Of course, the frustration will come in, and therefore, this was long time ago back in Africa, in in the Caribbean, where he's from. He's from the Caribbean, and then when his mom bought him here, it still went on up until his adult age now, thirty five. He's, he's, he's finished university. He went through all university without any support until the end of the year, yeah, of his dissertation. There was one special teacher who sold. She said to him, listen, I think you are dyslexic, but I've never seen this incredible essay. Absolutely awesome. This is 100%, 100% class merit. And he, she, she's like, but your writing gives me questions. You understand? Because dyslexic people think outside the box. They have to. Some of them don't have a choice because they have to think. The more they read, the more they like, oh, even though it takes them time, the more they think outside the box. So, I mean, in regards to our community, the BAME community, we, first and foremost, we need um, the funding from government within grassroots organizations that have representation, that are culturally competent, right? We have to be culturally competent to deal with it, Um we need more, um, you know, role models, the so-called role models, the public figures to come out that have these issues, because there is there is most there's people that I know that are public figure that are dyslexic, and and I'm like, you know, you need to go and inspire somebody, Absolutely. right? And these people are on in oh no decision making tables, you know. I say you're on a decision-making table. You can you can influence a community. You can influence policies. You know, absolutely. And so we that that is exactly what we need. And
0: that's my contribution towards that. Wonderful. How amazing is that? Definitely, I might connect with um, some of those decision makers at some point, <laughs> if yeah. that's okay, because it's Definitely. very important. Yeah, to to make a difference. Now, just before we um finished it with the program, which we haven't quite finished yet. I think you've actually spoken about how best we we handle anger. I may have answered, may not have answered. You may have covered it. Um, And I think you probably did at the beginning. But just before we end the podcast, could you please give me three top tips of how we can deal with frustration and anger during these unprecedented times, during COVID-19? What are some of the things you could tell us the best
1: way to deal with it. So for me, uh, and I learned this, I I go back again to what I said about parenting. My dad was a a business, successful businessman with loads of businesses and about five, six wives, right? It's 28 of us. I said, how do you handle? Yes. I asked my father, I said, well, how do you handle all of these, your businesses? And all this, your wife and your kids, right? He said, Caroline, never make, when you get angry, always take a glass of water and take a walk and come back and answer to whatever you need to answer to, right? When the frustration comes, don't answer immediately. Don't deal with the task immediately. Take a five minutes break, give yourself time, and then come back to it. And that's, that has helped me too by the way Mm -hmm. it's helped me through university writing my work and all this and that through my work through my relationships right but of course as human beings you know sometimes it does get to you a lot but having said that is having good mentors around you I believe that everybody needs that person that they can talk to that can mentor them through certain processes of frustration and anxiety and anger in life in general so I suggest that you get yourself somebody like that that you can literally talk to right in life in general so that's 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 the second one the third one will be is that take time it's i mean it always revert back to time take time to do what you need to do don't feel forced and accept your frustration accept your anger yes i'm feeling like this how do i deal with this don't be avoidant on what you're feeling that's wonderful it.
0: caroline i couldn't thank you enough you have shared some amazing points with us um, i hope our listeners would um you know take time and go back and listen to this pod- podcast again and just make notes of all the things that you've spoken about um i just want to say thank you very much thank you so much for coming on a2i dyslexia podcast thank you for sharing your Thanks. experience And um, And I quickly just say well done for
1: this work because this is not easy work and nobody is entering this venture of work. Dyslexic is not an easy topic. You know, a lot of people shy away from it due to lack of understanding. So well done. Aspire to Aspire, you and the team.
0: Thank you for having me oh thank you so much that's really lovely and it's, it's a pleasure having you on the show too, to also share your knowledge now before you go could you please share your social media handles with us so that people can tap into your services i know you help a lot of businesses to start up you do a lot of um, inspirational yeah. speaking uh, you've got a very good understanding of dyslexia so if some of our clients really needed help they can tap into your services and and pay for what you deliver you're based in London, I believe. Um, and of course, share your social media with us. LinkedIn and all the others.
1: So LinkedIn, I'm on as Caroline Mugabe. uh, Facebook, Caroline namagabi And also you can find me at thinktank720.org. Of course, www.info um, at thinktank720.org. And also you can find me on Twitter, c.nnamugabe. You can also email me. on carolina and namagabi at yahoo.co.uk
0: wonderful and just in case our listeners didn't catch that we will definitely share that with the podcast when it's ready to go out we'll put in a caption so you may get phone calls or you may get emails from uh, people who really could tap into your services yeah and i just want to say thank you so much and god bless for coming on the the, um, podcast today
1: thank you god
0: bless thank you we'd like to thank Wimbledon Foundation for supporting this project and giving us the money to run this project. And as Caroline rightly said, we're doing a very amazing job. And I think, you know, we could do with um, support from other funders as well. Um, Thank you very much, everybody, for listening. We'll be back next week with another topic. Thank you. Bye-bye for now. The Aspire to Inspire Dyslexia Podcast is funded by the Wimbledon Foundation and presented by Elizabeth Tashi. It's produced by Salt and Pepper Productions.